Next on BYU Sports Nation, an old-fashioned goal-setting session for BYU basketball. What tops your recalculated list? NBA alumnus and BYU women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins on readjusting goals for his team, running the table, and his newfound fandom of Lady Gaga? Hashtag bad romance. Plus, BYU softball faces number one and number two in Mexico. So much for easing into things. Alexis Strait will join us from Puerto Vallarta. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live once again. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, February 8th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with 80s television expert Jason Shepard. I happen to drop a reference to, I don't think it's a very obscure 80s TV sitcom this morning. I dropped the the Scarecrow and Mrs. King reference. You tell me if that is (laughs) out there. For people who are our age... They know who scare, what Scarecrow and this is. It started off because of a topic about Charlie's Angels. Okay. Which, if yeah. we're going to get technical, is it more of a 70s sitcom? Okay. <laughs> but I digress. I love Scarecrow and Mrs. King. You know who loved that? My mom loved Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Now, if you're the expert, shout out to uh, Mrs. Shepard, by the way. (laughs) If you're the expert, what was the best sitcom in the 1980s? Oh. It's like, which child do I love the most? Wow. (laughs) That that important. (laughs) Well, I mean, they were great. The 80s is the greatest decade, in my opinion, because of all of the pop culture. Okay. Everything pop culture happened in the 80s. <laughs> I mean, you're talking, I mean, just base, just sitcoms only. Okay. You had different strokes. Yes. You had, I mean, d- forget the, the hour-long stuff like the A-Team and Knight Rider and that kind of stuff. Okay. But you had like uh, you had growing pains. Family ties. Family ties. Who's the boss? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like how could you pick the best of all of those? Alf. Or was that 90s? No, 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 no. I don't know. Somebody, I don't remember who it was, but this was somebody in our pre-show meeting, this was maybe a month or so ago, didn't know, they didn't know who ALF was. ALF. Like, how do you not know who ALF is? Google ALF. It will change your life. It will change your (laughs) life. Not sure it'll change your life, but it will give you an idea of what was being passed off as... Good stuff in the 80s. (laughs) How can you not get excited about an extraterrestrial in the form of, I don't know, what what animal would you compare him to? Kind of look like an aardvark. Yeah. (laughs) An anteater aardvark. Like a a hairy aardvark. I don't don't know. Yeah. Well, that was cats because he wanted to eat cats. Uh, Yeah. yeah, What in the heck? I don't don't know. I don't know. PETA (laughs) would get involved nowadays. So, (laughs) Best sitcom in the 80s. Okay. The one that came to mind for me, just to answer that question. Was who's the boss? I loved Tony Danza. I thought that was a great show. Tony and Angela. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, lo- could never say Angela. It was always Angela. And <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Oh, like, yes. In her early days, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you, had, and you had her mom, Mona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, do you remember? You do a whole show <laughs> on 86. Do you remember? Because Tony. Maselli on the show. Oh my uh, goodness! Do you, he was a he was a retired baseball player. Do you remember the team 
that he played baseball St. for. St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, he did. Yeah, yes. 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 You know I'm all over that. Okay, now that you've been brought up to date <laughs> with our 80s sitcom knowledge, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. That's a summer topic for sure. <laughs> Men's basketball traveling to Malibu. Rough life. They'll face Pepperdine tomorrow night. Technically, it has been rough for BYU in Malibu. 11 Eastern on BYU Radio head coach Dave Rose. Good news says Nick Emery is feeling better after last week's illness, but did mention another starter dealing with an injury. LJ's dealing with uh, you know, a sore knee, and he's had it for quite a few weeks here, and, and now we're trying to kind of pinpoint it, and it, it, it had some swelling in it, so we're trying to figure out What's happening with him? What is it with the seniors and knee injuries? Okay, Kyle Davis lost for the season. Knee injury. And now LJ Rose, the last senior on the active roster, dealing with a knee problem. That's not good. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about goals coming up in a few minutes. And uh, health may be something that is mentioned. Okay. Women's basketball hosts Pepperdine tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Head coach Jeff Judkins will join this very program in studio coming up in just about 10 minutes. Lady Gaga will be discussed with Jeff Judkins. Whether you want it or not. Tell me that you are not interested in that. Juddy on Lady Gaga, the analysis of analyses. Is that, is that how you say that? I'm going to go with it. I say go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Mel Kuyper of ESPN has Jamal. Jamal. Jeremy's not here. Williams ranked as the 10th best running back prospect on his latest NFL draft big board. Harvey Longy currently listed as the 9th best inside linebacker prospect. Speaking of the NFL, we will have Super Bowl champion Kyle Van Noy on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. Mark it down. Set your DVRs. Do what you have to do. Kyle Van Noy on the show tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be fantastic. And how about this? D1Baseball.com predicts that BYU Baseball will finish second in the WCC this season. Second! Gonzaga. I say not. Uh, Colton Shaver, by the way, projected to be the WCC Player of the Year, according to D1Baseball.com. I'm looking for a big, big season out of Colton Shaver. He is he is ready to go. I can get on board for uh, that projection. Not so much the second place finish, however. We'll see. We shall see. Put the chip on the shoulders, boys, and go to work. Their first game is a week from Friday. Love it. Can't wait. Baseball season is basically here. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. February goal setting for BYU basketball. We are now officially into the February frenzy of college hoops that precedes all of the craziness and the madness, if you will, of March. So it's time, BYU fans, for us collectively to reevaluate recalculate and renew some goals for BYU basketball. We do so with a tip-off in the form of today's Twitter question. What is the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? What now, folks? What happens now for BYU? What, are we what redefining re- the relationship right now? Yes, we are. this is a DTR to reevaluate everything with BYU basketball and the expectations involved. Yeah, all right. First uh, tweet coming in from at Baca. Stop listening to at Spencer Linton about how you're going to make the NCAA tournament and just play ball. At what point did I say, and this is this is in reference specifically to yesterday's show, that BYU you would the make train the hat? NCAA? I have not donned it one time this season. 
Trust me, Kugbaka. I know when to stop, Kugbaka. Kugbaka uh, begs to differ. Now, here's the thing. I presented a best case scenario yesterday, a bubbly case scenario, and then the most likely scenario in which I said BYU will probably finish 22-11, and 11, get to the semifinals of the WCC tournament, and play in the NIT. I don't want that to happen, but that's what I think will happen. Now, there are a lot of people out there that are like, yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. But we all know that deep down inside, you're the optimist, and you think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. I always want the best for that team, and there are a number of individuals in that locker room right now that certainly believe that they still have the opportunity and they can maximize that to make the NCAA tournament, but they should feel that way, right? I'd be worried if they didn't feel that exactly. way. Exactly. We're talking about goals here, and regardless of how things have gone to this point, your goal should absolutely still be to make the NCAA tournament. Now, whether it happens or not still remains to be seen. Whether people think it's realistic, they can determine that for themselves. But it should absolutely be your goal. And, And quite honestly, you know, this week's a pretty big week for BYU basketball with two games on the road. Yes. In fact, Dave Rose said yesterday to the media he believes he'll see what his team is really made of on this tricky road trip, it's just a, a road trip that will kind of define us as uh, where we are and where we need to be and what we can do, and, and, and hopefully that we can get both of them. BYU has not been good in Malibu. I'll get into the specifics of that, and that deals with one of my goals for BYU basketball. And San Francisco is playing very good basketball. In fact, Ken Pomeroy has BYU as an underdog on the hill at San Francisco. How about that? So, with those things in mind, Jason, what are your re-evaluated, recalculated, and renewed goals for BYU basketball? All right, this one's... I'm going to start off, and I probably should wear these. I don't know if Blue I need to. Blue goggle okay. alert. Blue but goggle alert. Based Blue off goggle of, alert. and playing off of what I just said moments ago, how realistic is it? That's for you to decide. But a goal for BYU should still be to go to the NCAA tournament. And how are you going to do that? You've got to have the goal of winning the West Coast Conference Tournament in Las Whoa! Vegas. Whoa! Okay. That has to be a goal. That still has to be your goal. That's the auto bid, right? That's the auto bid. But it hasn't happened in 16 years. It has not happened in a very long time. But here's all you need to do in Vegas is get hot for three games. That's what you need to do. Do you believe this team is capable of getting hot for three games? Yes, because the three-point line is the great equalizer, right? Absolutely. So that neutral court. Yes, that has to be one of your goals, is to win the WCC tournament. The second one for me, don't lose another home game. Oh, love that. You cannot lose another home game. Love that. Yes, protect your home court. That's in line with one of my goals, and I'll get to mine in just a bit once Jason wraps up with his, but... You know what? While we're on the topic of taking care of business at home, let's let's go to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. KenPom.com gives BYU a 29% chance to win at home versus St. Mary's. Ah, yes. The key word, at home against St. Mary's. So if you want BYU to go undefeated, obviously they got to take care of business against the Gales at home. Doesn't that sound really low to you? I mean, well, I understand ha- there's metrics behind all this stuff, but that just seems like a very low percentage. Well, Ken Pomeroy gave BYU a 9% chance to beat Gonzaga. I yeah, I mean, I get it. So, so that's my, you can't lose at home. And the last one for me, is, 
and this may sound somewhat, somewhat broad, but get right. And that can mean health. We talked about LJ dealing with the knee issue, okay. and you know the team's been sick. Get healthy. That, that's one thing that if you can get that, some of the other stuff, you know, it opens up a lot of possibilities. If everybody's just right from a health standpoint, okay. get your rotations down. You've got a couple more games before you get to Vegas. Get the rotations down that Coach Rose feels gives him the best chance to win. Yeah, and he's still figuring things he's out. He's still figuring it out. And then the last part of that get right is just build confidence. Play games that build confidence. In that, obviously, that comes with winning. That comes with having success in what you're trying to do. That's, those are the three that I look at as goals for this BYU team. Okay. Number one for me, it's the next game. But not just the next game because that's coach speak, right? BYU needs to win at Pepperdine. They have lost three in a row in Malibu. That's crazy. They have lost three in a row in Malibu. BYU, over the last seven, has a losing record against the Waves overall, whether it be in Provo or on the road. What in the world? Win at Pepperdine. Firestone Fieldhouse has been a thorn in the side of BYU basketball and WCC play. So that is goal number one for me. Okay, And you can think that as pathetic as you want. But it's a goal. Well, okay? we'll, find out, we'll find out tomorrow night. It's a night. goal. Dave Rose, I agree with him. He's going to find out what his team is made of. It starts in Malibu on Thursday. Number two, I want BYU to finish with a winning record on the road in the West Coast Conference. They're 2-3 and three away from the Marriott Center in WCC play right now. That means BYU needs to beat Pepperdine, beat San Francisco, and beat Portland. Because the likelihood of winning in Spokane... If you thought 9% was bad at home, they've been given like a 2 or 3% chance to win on the road in Even Spokane. Even though they technically own them there. They've won the last two. <laughs> they've won the last two. super random yes, and awesome. Finished with a winning record on the road in WCC. 5-4. and four. Okay? T- tough to do, but I feel like that's a realistic, I agree. attainable goal. Yes, I agree. And number three, like I was saying earlier with you, you want BYU to finish undefeated at home. I just want them to beat St. Mary's at home. BYU needs a top 50 RPI win for confidence going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. They can get that by holding home court serve against St. Mary's. Get some confidence. Beat the Gales in Provo. Good grief. Get that top 50 win. Get that monkey out the back if you will and get some confidence going to Las Vegas. It's a big game. That's what... It- 29%. That seems really low, though, at home. What is the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? Send in your responses. Hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, go to Mexico and talk to BYU softball's Alexis Trid. But first, Jeff Judkins in Studio B talking Lady Gaga. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And by now, you should know. Hashtag BYUSN whenever you feel like responding. Men's basketball hits the road for two games beginning tomorrow night at Pepperdine. It's a rough life heading to Malibu. Uh, you can listen to the Cougars and Waves on BYU Radio at 11 p.m. Eastern. You can watch the game on ESPNU. Now, I just told you why Malibu is rough for BYU basketball. Yes. Download the podcast. Our Twitter question today, what is the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? Send in your responses. At Kip Kent says the following, Jason Shepard. Win the next game. It's the only one that matters. After they win the next one, then focus on the one after that. You know who loves a one-game-at-a-time mentality? Coach Rose. Coaches. They love it. Absolutely. 
And speaking of coaches, we have former NBA standout and the head coach of the BYU women's basketball team, Jeff Judkins, back in Studio B. Time to jam with Juddy. You ready? I'm ready to jam. Okay, let's start with the big one, the big game. You spent a few years in Boston, so by default, are you a forever Boston sports fan and in turn happy that the Patriots won the Super Bowl? Well, you know, this was a crazy thing. I, at first, I wanted Atlanta to win because they've never won it. They've, you know, when you have your opportunity, you don't want to blow it. And so I thought that'd be awesome for them. I missed the first half. My family came over. We had dinner, and we and I went down. I'm thinking it's going to be 21-17. People don't realize I predicted 34-31 Pats. Wow. Okay. So I was pretty close, but and so I'm thinking it's going to be 21-17. I come down as 21 to three, and then New England makes their run the first and don't do anything. And I'm thinking it's over. And then when 28-3, to it says definitely over. Yeah. And so then when they started coming coming back as a normal fan, you just look at it and say, I want this game to be close. I want yeah. To, you know, I don't, so I was going for then. And when it got tied, I didn't know what I wanted. <laughs> I, knew, I knew this, and it's really sad. You guys probably knew it too. Whoever won the flip yep. was going to win. Because I knew if Lana got the ball first, they would, they would go four downs and try to score. Sure. You know, they wouldn't risk it because they knew Brady was hot. Yeah. And so when, when, when New England got that, that it's over. They're going to win. He'll just, they'll just do the same thing. They'll go all the way down and go four downs. It's funny how that works. It's kind of like in basketball. You're down 10 and you start pressing. The press works great. Everybody comes up to you and goes, why don't you press on the whole game? Well, when you're desperate, you're more aggressive. Yes. You're more get, you're more, you're, you'll gamble. And th- that's what you saw in that football game is they were more aggressive that way. Now, as you well know, as a coach, when they didn't run three runs and threw a pass and got sacked, I'm going, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? Everybody was saying that. Like, what are you, honestly, what are you doing? You know, and then I, then I heard a comment, well, that's not our team. Okay, so I'm up 20, and my team's a fast-breaking team, and we're up 20 with five minutes to go. I'm not going to run the shot clock? Come on. I'm going to run the shot clock down to nothing if I have to. That's, you know, it's funny because I'll look at my coaches and say, if we run the shot clock, do we have any chance of losing this game if we're up 15 or 16? Because, you know, winning the game's the main object, not proving to somebody that you've got a good offense or whatever, in my opinion. Well, hey, you said you missed the first half. If you're going to miss any half of that Super Bowl, you missed the good half. Yeah, I know. You know, like that's, that's the one, that's the part you can miss. If you yeah. miss the other one, that would. Yeah. Did you miss Lady Gaga? Though, I coach? saw that. That's okay, are you are you a Gaga that. fan? Not really, but that was pretty impressive. <laughs> that was a pretty impressive show. That was. That was. That that was. was. <laughs> I think we were going to be talking to Lady Gaga with oh, Chris Jenkins today. That's, that's jamming with Juddie. That's jamming. That's baby. what we do. <laughs> right now, you sit in third place in the West Coast Conference. Uh, big week ahead, but you have two games at home. What do you expect this week from your team back in the comforts of the Marriott Center, where you've been, you know, markedly better than you have yeah. been on the road? Well, first of all, Pepperdine's a very scary team. They beat San Francisco by twenty-five, and then they lose to Portland. I mean, tell me that. Yeah, Portland scores 47 points. No, not even, no, 37 points on us, wherever it was. And they scored 82 points against Pepperdine. So they scare me because of that. They're up and they're down, and um, they could be on. They could be on fire. For whatever reason, teams shoot well here. I don't know why. You think it would be the opposite, but they always do. But 
Um, so that that game, we played played them very well in Malibu. We they they come out in the zone and McKenzie and and uh, and Cassie and Fuller and and even Brenna came in and hit three threes for us. We have a good shooting team, so if they if they come out in their zone, which I think they will again, we got to hit shots. If we hit shots, then it'll be a long night for them. Um, so, but they kind of scare me. And then of course San Francisco beat us, so. We we got to come ready to go, and we got to get them. They're in fifth place, so if we can beat them and move them farther back, then then we have a better chance of either taking the one, two, or three. I mean, we have to hope now that Gonzaga st- stumbles somewhere by somebody else, and then hopefully we take care of business and and win all our games and play them in the, ch- in the finals final day. And if they've got one loss, then hopefully beat them and tie, and that that that'd be our hope. Are your goals for the team the same as they were when you started the season or with the way the season has played out, have you had to adjust the goals? We've had to adjust it. I mean, we didn't win the games that we needed to win in preseason. I mean, we lost every game that we thought was a big game for, was a marquee game for us to help our RPI. And if if, if we would have beaten this save, for example, we would have beaten Oklahoma and we would have beaten – Utah, and we'd have beaten Washington. It, it would have been a t- t- we we would be probably in the top ten RPI, and and winning the conference wouldn't have made as big as difference. And all this thing. now, we know we have to win the conference tournament to go to the NC tournament. Jeff Judkins with us in Studio B, head coach of the BYU women's basketball team, with home games against Pepperdine and San Francisco this week. What does your team struggle to do on the road that they do well at home? Um. I would say what happens is we we have better intensity probably at home. We come out in the game and we're more aggressive. On the road, we sometimes come out and we just kind of like don't really start off very well. We get ourselves in a hole. That was the issue. That was the big point I tried to make with the Portland game. I said, look at our last three or four road games. This is what we've done. We can't do that. We got to come out and jump on them and and set the tone for what the game is. And I, We didn't score early. We missed some easy shots. Jasmine got us going. Jasmine Moody scored our first six points. And, and, but defensively, we really set the tone. We didn't give them anything, and that's what, that's what we've been doing pretty well at home. And I think we shoot the ball a lot better at home, especially McKenzie. I think she, she's comfortable. She's practiced here. She's been here. We just seem – and I think last and not least is just that we just seem to get up a little bit better for that. We've talked about it. You got to take care of home court, but you saw there tonight BYU men with Portland. If you're not ready to play, just because you're at home doesn't mean you're going to win this game. Right. You got to come out ready to play. You mentioned Jasmine Moody, and you've you've shuffled a couple of different players um, into the starting lineup at that other forward spot yeah. next to Kalani, and, and Jasmine got to start the last game. Is that something you'll stick with for for this week? And and what what's been the reason why that position you've you've had so many different players coming in and out? Well, I think the biggest reason is inconsistency from that position. Um, they just they play good one time and they don't play good, and then I sub. And if that person that comes in for them does a good job, I, I play the cards. I just keep playing them. Um, part of the reason I decided to go back, it wasn't – I didn't pull Amanda out of the starting lineup because Amanda was playing crappy. I, I need somebody to come off the bench that gives me a spark, somebody that comes in and really does what needs to be done in that position. Well, Amanda Wayman is that, right? And, and she is. She's smart. She understands it. She's got experience. 
She's, uh, she's got a knack of being in the right position at the right time. And so, um, and the reason I've started Jasmine instead of Chalet is this league is all pick on ball, you know, and that's the one thing Chalet struggles with, with running out there and hard showing and doing some things aggressively. She doesn't, she will get better at it, but being a young freshman, she doesn't understand it yet. And Jasmine is a lot better with that. And then last and not least, Jasmine's played pretty good in practice and she really had a pretty good game against Gonzaga. She came in and really was aggressive in the in the post. We need that. We need somebody that to to want the ball in the post. And so um, that's why. And I thought she really did a good job against Portland. Jamming with Juddy Jeff Judkins in Studio B. We've been chronicling the story of uh, Melanie Pearson Day, who has been battling cancer. And if you're not familiar, BYU Sports Nation, Coach Judkins and the men's team, they all teamed up and helped her book a trip to North Carolina to watch the Duke-North Carolina game, uh, the rivalry in college sports right now. and uh, Which is going to be tomorrow, by the that way. That is yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. In conjunction with something that you have going on at home, the pink game, which uh, is you know to be aware of cancer and whatnot. So what, what kind of thoughts? How do you balance those thoughts of Mel and that whole cancer situation and, and still try and, and get a win? That's, there's a lot yeah, going on right there. It's, it's hard, yeah. You know, I think, first of all, when you see the color pink, I think most most women coaches or players realize that there's been a lot of wonderful people that have passed away with this disease, cancer. And, of course, I've my father passed away with cancer, so it, it means a lot to me when um, I see that and I realize that this disease, we've got to get something someday, hopefully, to, to be able to stop this. Um, but uh, it's... It's just I think for Mel, for Mel, I'm just so happy for her because she's doing something that she loves to do. I wish I didn't have a game. I would go out there with her and, and enjoy it. But, um, you know, she's been a special person in my life, and I hope that she's here for a lot, lot longer. You know, she just keeps going and being around us and uh, hope with all the prayers that, that have been in her behalf that she continues to enjoy her life and live as long as she can. So... But it is hard. It's hard to focus that sometimes. Mm. With the two games at home this week, and and you mentioned some of the adjusted expectations, you know how well you play at home. So give us a little uh, maybe scouting report on on what you expect to see this week, but also uh, the way you expect your team to play in these two home games. Well, first of all, we've we've told them that we, we need to run the table. So it starts tomorrow night. If we want any chance of winning the conference, we have to, we have to take care of our business and 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 do that. So it starts tomorrow night. Uh, Pepperdine is a good team, and we have to be ready, and we're going to have to be able to shoot the ball. San Francisco is more of a slashing team. Um, we had a hard time guarding them, and uh, we're going to have to do a little bit better job with our bigs guarding their perimeter players. Their bigs are not big post players; they're more outside shooters, and um, and take care of the ball better. We did not take care of the ball very well at San Francisco. Their pressure, I think we had 23 turnovers, and you can't do that. You can't. Um, Pepperdine, um, we played them there. Two of their players were not playing. They got One had a concussion, one had an eye injury. They'll be back, so it'll be tougher. There's no question. 
Last week when we presented you with the BYU Sports Nation karma, we forgot to tell you that the caveat was it's going to reveal itself all in one game at Portland, <laughs> and you won by 39. <laughs> Let's give you an even disbursement of the karma this week. Yeah, that'd be nice. Over Thursday and Saturday. That's yeah, not it's crazy. Right. And then we get blown out, and then we blow somebody else. Basketball is a different game. People don't realize that some teams you don't have no chance to win, win, and sometimes teams just – Supposed to win, just roll over. Like, I mean, look how many losses this year with the men's basketball of top programs losing to people that they don't think they're supposed to. Because who knows? Sometimes that ball, to me, in this sport, maybe I'm wrong, the referees are the biggest. They control more of the game than any other sport, in my opinion. I think it's very fair. You know, and they can set a tone for everything. Now, football. I heard a guy say, well, they could call holding every – they could. Every play they could call holding. They have to look at it and say, where's the advantage? Whatever. I mean, volleyball, line, not line, net. That's not this maybe as, as hard, but basketball's tough. It really is. If you get a referees that one ref lets you be real physical and their ref is calling everything, it's – for a player, it's, it's really hard. A new fan of Lady Gaga, Jeff Judkins, <laughs> bringing the heat on the mic. Uh, he's a basketball coach now and hopefully one of my life coaches later in life. Is that cool? I, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> coach, thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, Vince. Always entertaining with Jeff Judkins. Our Twitter question today, what is the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? We have recalculated and reevaluated our specific goals for BYU basketball, as has Coach Judkins. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up, BYU softball in Mexico to face the nation's top two teams, Jason. No pressure. Yeah. Shortstop Alexis Trade will join us, and Aiden Carazito of Men's Tennis previews the match against Utah next. South African swag in the house. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. If you missed our interview with Jeff Judkins, one for the books, including his take on Lady Gaga and her halftime performance of the Super Bowl. (laughs) Also, what he really thinks about referees and the impact they have on the game of basketball. And his readjusted expectations and goals for his team in the month of February. Speaking of Coach Judkins' team, Women's Hoops back at the Marriott Center tomorrow night, hosting Pepperdine for its annual Pink Game. Game time will be at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yeah, download the BYU Radio app if you haven't already. Let's refresh today's BYUS and headlines. Men's basketball traveling to Malibu. And we'll face Pepperdine tomorrow night, 11 Eastern on BYU Radio. Head coach Dave Rose says Nick Emery is feeling better from last week's illness. Okay, that's good news. But, and I hate that I have to do this, did mention another key starter now dealing with an injury. LJ's dealing with uh, you know, a sore knee, and he's had it for quite a few weeks here, and, and now we're trying to kind of pinpoint it. And it, it, it had some swelling in it, so we're trying to figure out what's happening with him. We wish the best speedy recovery to LJ Rose. How much and when will he make an impact on tomorrow night's game? This is a tricky road trip for BYU basketball. Without question, big-time road trip for them. And it's uh, mentioning again, a big week for BYU women's basketball as well with two home games. And you heard Coach Judkins, who just joined us a few moments ago, talk about how you got to win out at home. There's no question about that. And, and then, you know, 
Hope for the best in the WCC tournament. They're hosting Pepperdine tomorrow night, again, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Mel Kuyper of ESPN has Jamal Williams ranked as the 10th best running back prospect on his latest NFL draft big board. Harvey Longy currently listed as the 9th best inside linebacker prospect. Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting expects not just Jamal to get drafted, but Harvey after a solid senior bowl performance to get into those top seven rounds as well. I know I'm not considered a draft expert, but uh, I, I, I think it's almost a given that both get drafted. I really do. I think both get drafted. Be great for BYU. Be football. fantastic. Absolutely. D1Baseball.com predicts that BYU baseball will finish second in the West Coast Conference this season behind a team by the name of Gonzaga. Yeah, I'm tired of that. I know. Colton Shaver also predicted by D1Baseball.com to be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. That's more like Yes, it. we can agree with that one. Joining us now, second in-studio guest of the day. His name is Aiden Carazito of BYU Men's Tennis, already into his senior season. Welcome to Studio B, Aiden. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. So we started with the Super Bowl question with Coach Judkins of women's basketball. Now, you being from South Africa, what, what is your impression of American football and the hoopla that is the Super Bowl? Since I've been here, um, I've become a massive sports junkie. I mean, basketball and football, so I've become really into it. So uh, back home, it's not that big. I mean, they show maybe the Super Bowl on TV, but no one really gets into it. But since I've been here, I've gotten really into it, and it's a lot of fun. What's your favorite sport now that you've been in America for four years? I like football and basketball. Okay. Yeah, I get really into the NFL and the NBA. Your favorite teams? Yeah, who are your favorite teams? I like the Raptors on the, in the NBA and the Seahawks in the NFL. Okay, so why the Raptors? What's the connection there? I have some family in Toronto. Okay. So I've been up there, but watched some games, so just kind of rep, repping the six, that's all. Okay. One of yeah. our co-hosts, Jerem Jordan, loves the Seahawks. He's so upset that he's not here right now to discuss <laughs> yeah. the Seattle Seahawks with you. Yeah, he would be keeping you, once we get into the break, to, on set just to be able to talk Seahawks <laughs> football. So as we mentioned, you're from South Africa, a long way from home, but you've been here a while. You're a senior already. Yep. What does this season mean to you as a senior? It's just crazy, you know. I mean, I, mean, I remember just yesterday just arriving here from a freshman year and just being so new to things, but... There's a couple of seniors on the team, so we're just looking at with, to go out with a bang and just enjoy the last year. You know, it's, it goes so quickly, and it's, it's one of the best years of your life, so just trying to enjoy it. What do you want to do with your tennis experience after BYU? Because you put in so much time and effort, so many hours, so many serves, so many volleys. I mean, it's ridiculous. We're talking hundreds of thousands of shots that you have hit with your tennis racket. What do you want to do with that after BYU? I'm not sure yet. I just kind of figuring it out. Kind of maybe want to study more afterwards and just and just try get a job and try stay in America. Maybe I'm not I'm not too sure yet. But try use everything I've learned and uh, and then I'm yeah everything I've learned just to kind of be better and get better. Jason, do we have a BYU Sports Nation tennis expert? Oh, I don't. I don't. We may we have do. one now. Okay. There might be a job opening. Just huh? Okay, Aiden. <laughs> just, just, we may have one now. Just throwing it out there, but, man. Let's be honest. Not only is he a good tennis player, but who doesn't want to listen to this accent? <laughs> I'm so jealous. I want an accent yeah. so bad. I've told yeah. him that already. All right. So I, I want to know how you got to BYU. BYU is one of those schools where so many people dream of coming to BYU. Whether it's just to go to school or if it's for athletics. Was that the situation with you? How how did you come to BYU? So at the end of high school, uh, the, the, the goal was always to come to play tennis here in America for college tennis and um, just kind of email different schools, the kind of ranked programs in D1 tennis and just kind of talking to the different coaches and 
I mean, Coach Pierce um, kind of spoke with him. He actually came down to South Africa and visited with me and and just explained all what BYU Athletics is all about. And I kind of just, I just liked the program, the academics, just the atmosphere. So, yeah, it was kind of match made in heaven. What's Brad Pierce like as a coach? I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, he's a great player on the tour, so he brings a lot of experience and um He's just—he's a great coach to have. Just helps you a lot, lot out on the court, and he's someone who's been there and done that. So you can just really sponge off him and learn from him. You guys are obviously playing good tennis, and right now you are riding a a three and zero home winning streak. Mm-hmm. Why have you guys been playing so well at home? I think it's just the fans and the energy our fans bring to us. I mean, our home courts are really unique, and uh, our fans are really really get into it and really help us out, and we. We all just love playing at home. It's an awesome atmosphere. I mean, tons of fans. It's free pizza. I mean, it's just an awesome, awesome experience. What, what makes what you said that it's it's unique? What makes where you play so unique? Um, it's just there's four courts, so it's and it's it's kind of a small a small like stadium, and it's just people pack in there, and it, opposing players might just feel really like nervous and scared because the right crowd, on top yeah, of you. Crowd gets kind of on top of you, and I think they just kind of get really nervous and scared. And we just feed off it. Aiden Carazito of BYU Men's Tennis with us on BYU Sports Nation in studio. Be our second guest of the day. You're trying to extend things against the University of Utah tomorrow, which will feature free pizza and some other things. We'll get into that uh, in just a bit. But when you compare the Utah match with other matches, what feels different about it? I mean, it's just like nothing else, really. Like, I mean, the coaches, just the the, con- the complete atmosphere. I mean, I didn't grow up here in Utah, or in, so I wasn't really unaware. I was really unaware of it when I came. But just since my freshman year, it's just Utah week is another week. I mean, you get amped, the coaches get amped, and you just you don't want to lose to them. I mean, last year we went up to SLC and we got the W at, at their home courts, and I mean, it's nothing better. So I'm sure they're going to try to do it this year. So it's going to be it's going to be a great game. Well, you mentioned it a second ago, but not only is the match tomorrow against Utah. But you're going to have free pizza there for those mm-hmm. that come. There's some free T-shirts. Oh, and by the way, Tanner Mangum, BYU quarterback, is <laughs> going to be there signing autographs. So I have two questions for you. Number one, do you guys get to partake in the pizza? And number two, since you said you become a really big football fan now, will you also be asking Tanner Mangum to sign something for you? Um, we're not supposed to partake in the free pizza, but I'm sh- some of us, I mean, we sneak into the players' lounge and we take a few slices. You know, you need to stay hydrated. And- yes, yes, solid. It's all about. It's- exactly. Yes. And um, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get my, an autograph from uh, the big Tanner Mangum, so that'll be great. After he watches you play, he's going to want your autograph tomorrow, Aiden, okay? Uh, I hope so. We'll see. I think we should need to talk to somebody and see if maybe, because Tanner, I mean, that's a big get, but... Maybe Spencer Linton could sign some autographs after one of the matches. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing oh, that out there. Jason, yeah. Jason, that's supposed to be enticing. <laughs> we, want, we want people to come to the match. You guys are superstars, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll, they'll be glad to have your autographs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Aiden, great to talk to you. Let's uh, give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to uh, help your performance tomorrow and uh, moving forward uh, against the Utes, man. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Definitely. BYU men's tennis represented in Studio B. And we now move on to Mexico, Jason. Yeah, why not, take, why not take the show to Mexico with Alexa Strid of BYU Softball? They open up against the nation's top two teams in Puerto Vallarta. Why would you do that? And what kind of opportunity do they have? Alexa Strid up next on BYU Sports Nation. 
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, including our interviews with former NBA veteran and current head coach of BYU Women's Basketball, Jeff Judkins, and the South African senior tennis star, Aiden Carazito. You know what? There's also another way that you, if you missed any of that, that you can check it out. You can watch live and on-demand shows, including BYU sporting events, with the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Everybody loves free stuff, right? Well, they're free, and every Cougar fan should have them. Yes, and also, if you'd like your daily 1980s sitcom (laughs) and drama television critiques, Jason Shepard has your back. Yeah, our our producer, Ben Bagley, did bring up a great point, though. We started talking about sitcoms by referencing two, like, our dramas, though. Okay. We actually kind of started it on the wrong foot, but we eventually got there. Well, let's be honest. You started it on the wrong foot. Great point. (laughs) Fantastic point by you. (laughs) Love Jason Shepard. What's the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? That is our Twitter question. We'll get some more of your tweets in just a bit using the hashtag BYUSN, but not before... We are joined on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline by the fabulous Alexa Strid of BYU Softball, who is currently hanging out in sunny Puerto Vallarta. Alexa, great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay, explain your scenery right now. <laughs> oh, gosh, where to begin? Okay, so there's a bunch of palm trees. Uh-huh. There's a big, beautiful ocean, some mountains. <laughs> Uh, plenty of sunshine. I mean, pretty much is paradise. I mean, what more could you ask for? Hey, Alexa, it's been great to talk to you. <laughs> Have fun in Mexico. You know, we were feeling pretty good about things out here. Kind of cloudy, but at least in the 50s. And you just blew that out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hearing. It's like, oh, it's pretty good there. But yeah, I'm, you know, it can't really compete with this. This is just incredible out here. Yeah, you're, you're winning right now. And by the way, what a start to the season for BYU saw. You open up against the number one, number two, and number 13 teams in the country. What kind of opportunity do you have there in Mexico? Uh, It's just incredible. I think more than anything, just so that we get exposed to that competition and see for ourselves that we can compete with anybody. And I think also it's just going to be a great confidence booster because I mean, after that, after playing all week with the top teams in the nation, I mean, nobody else is going to intimidate us after that. So I think it's just going to be so exciting to get out there, and we're more than ready to compete, and we're more than capable of not just competing, but beating any of these teams. So I was really excited for this week to get going. Well, speaking of excitement, I mean, this program, I mean, it's such a – productive program. I mean, you guys win so much. Heading into the 2017 season, what makes you the most excited about this year? Um, Honestly, I really think the girls, just the talent that we have on the team this year, I mean, it's just incredible. Our senior class is just ridiculously strong. And then, of course, we have Libby Sugg, who's just insane. And then we, our whole freshman class this year is really strong. So we just have incredible depth this year, which I feel like it, it's the deepest we've ever been or since I've ever been here. And so I'm just really excited to see. It's like, you know, if, you know, we happen to lose people because of injuries, you know, normally in the past that was a hurdle for us to get over. But this year we're just so deep. I mean, anybody on the bench could come in and just kill it. So I'm really excited. I don't see any 
anything for us to stumble over this year as long as we just keep doing our thing and playing our game. Alexa Stritt of BYU Softball joining us from Mexico where the Cougars will take on Nebraska in the season opener before they get number one Oklahoma, number 13 Washington, and number two Auburn. What do you know about the Cornhuskers at this point, and what do you expect in game number one? Well, um, we're just expecting to get out there and just play super hard. I mean, it was really it was really sad to end our season last year. I mean, we were so excited. We felt like we had a chance to go really deep into the postseason. So that was kind of a heartbreaking uh, loss. So we're just excited to get out there, and we know – I mean, this is Nebraska's first game of the season, so they're going to be coming out hard. So we're just excited for and expecting a really intense, really fast-paced game. I wanted to ask you about your game specifically. In 2015, had a batting average of 226. Last year, that jumped up to 328. So since things seem to be moving up, can we uh, anticipate that that batting average will increase beyond 328 this year, too? <laughs> Absolutely. I completely intend on it. So just keep working hard, and you know, and that's what our coaches always preach, you know, work hard and just focus on your game. And we have some very knowledgeable coaches, and I learned so much from them. And especially our pitching coach, Pete Meredith, um, I'm always picking his brains about, you know, what pitchers are thinking, and that's really helped a lot. So, yes, definitely intend to just keep getting better. Where do you you expect to see the biggest improvement in your game? Um, Still offense. You know, I worked really hard this offseason ever since the end of the season, uh, last season on strength. So I I'm really hoping my power game improves a lot and then just kept working on hitting. And um, so I really hope and anticipate to see a huge jump in offense this year. Alexa, enjoy the fabulous Puerto Vallarta (laughs) weather and the ocean and the palm trees. And most importantly, good luck against Nebraska and uh, some elite competition. Really looking forward to uh, watching those games. we, uh, you're going to be able to stream them uh, on Watch ESPN. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Some BYU Sports Nation karma to you yes. for your time so that you can go and perform well. Uh, in fact, I'm feeling uh, another 102-point jump in your batting average. So, you know, like yeah. like 430, <laughs> is, is that cool? <laughs> uh, why not higher? I mean, yeah, go ahead higher. and at least plan on that, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thanks for having me. All right, Alexa, thanks so much. All right, thank you. Bye. From Mexico, on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Palm trees, ocean, so jealous. She did a good job of explaining what she was seeing. Yes, she did. Up next, travel day for men's basketball, and which Cougars moving up the NFL draft board? BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Shall we whip it? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's hoops traveling to Malibu and will face Pepperdine tomorrow night. That'll be 11 Eastern on BYU Radio. Head coach Dave Rose says that Nick Emery is feeling better from last week's illness, but did mention another starter dealing with an injury, that being LJ Rose, dealing with some uh, some knee issues. They hope right now, not too serious. Get better, LJ. Absolutely get better. Women's basketball. We'll host Pepperdine tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Head coach Jeff Judkins joined us earlier on the show. He says he feels like Pepperdine's a scary team because they have been really inconsistent. Sometimes they shoot lights out, other times not so much. Which team going to show up against BYU tomorrow night? Jamal, 
Mel Kuyper of ESPN has Jamal Williams ranked as the 10th best running back prospect on his latest NFL draft big board. Football. And Harvey Longy, currently listed as the 9th best inside linebacker prospect. Baseball. Jamal. Is that tie? BYU Baseball. Predicted to finish second in the West Coast Conference according to D1Baseball.com behind Gonzaga. Tired of hearing that. Colton <laughs> Shaver projected to be the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. That's more like Here we, lie. Here we go. Softball. Heads to Mexico to play in the Puerto Vallarta College Challenge. They'll play Nebraska and number one Oklahoma tomorrow, number 13 Washington on Friday, and number two Auburn on Saturday. No big deal. Yep. Tennis. Men's team hosts a match against... Utah tomorrow night. There will be free pizza and t-shirts, and Jason Shepard will be there leading the charge <laughs> to watch his guy, Aiden Carazito, along with Tanner Mangum, who apparently is going to be there to sign some autographs. Tanner? Football. Hit it! Oh. Countdown to the Viking. 199. Countdown Ninja, he's back. Ah, oh, Jason. 199, we're in the 100. If it were 200 days, I could understand because that's like a monumental thing. Yeah, but that's like one day further away. (laughs) We're one day closer now. But it's 200, now it's 199. It's in the ones. The number, I don't know if you know how the countdown works. The number continues to get smaller the closer to the game we get. I think I would feel much better about it if it were a countdown to the LSU Tigers. How dare you look past the Vikings. (laughs) It's that kind of attitude that brings a loss. <laughs> you know who I promise is not looking past the Portland the Portland, the Portland Pilots? Yeah, they're not. Portland State. <laughs> the coaching staff. Yes. If you're going to, yes, if you're going to come after me, you need to not drop the accidental pilot. Okay? I've got WCC in my head. I'm sorry. Future guest. How about Kyle Van Noy tomorrow on the show? Super Bowl champion going to join BYU Sports Nation. Do not miss it. As well as future guests, Jennifer Rockwood, BYU Women's Soccer, Cassie, don't call me Kathy Broadhead of BYU (laughs) Women's Hoops, and President Coach Steve Cleveland, Portland Pilots. (laughs) Come on, man. Portland State Vikings, of course I know that. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? Um, how about Alexa Strid? Okay, Alexa Strid. Doing a nice job as our correspondent in Puerto Vallarta. Absolutely. Our elite tweet of the day answering, what's the goal for BYU basketball the rest of the season? At Hibbard J. Don't lose to another team whose name isn't Gonzaga or St. Mary's. No more losing to cupcakes. Thanks to our guests today, Jeff Judkins, Aiden Carazito, and Alexa Strid. I promise you, San Francisco is not a cupcake. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to the entire BYU women's softball team. We'll see you tomorrow.